What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Anti Up podcast brought to you here from Fantasy Alarm and our friends here at the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name's Howard Bender. Uh, I'm your host tonight, and uh, with me, of course, Adam Ronis. Adam, this has been uh, quite the day, and I mean, it's really funny because I am not even remotely a basketball person. I think we've all established that over, you know, the the time here spent on Fantasy Alarm. Baseball, football, those are my jams. Basketball, not so much. I have uh, since promised you and Fensty that I get more into the sport, and lo and behold, um, as advertised, the end of this season has been absolutely fantastic. Like I remember when Portland didn't even want to be in uh, the this whole play-in sort of thing that they were uh, that they were talking about, um, and Lillard was actually going to sit. Uh, instead, what is that? What what do we get here? We get sixty-one points and an amazing game, and the. The entire Western Conference, it all comes down to Thursday night. It is unbelievable how tight it is between Phoenix and and the Grizzlies and the the Blazers and uh, and the Spurs. All winners today, except for the Grizzlies, to put this into um, an incredibly fun time for me to get into basketball. How's that? Yeah, it definitely has been a real fun time specifically in the Western Conference and a huge game tonight for Portland. Um, they were playing Dallas and Dallas had something to play for. I think Dallas, they rested their top guys on Monday and they came all the way back and beat Utah after Utah set their starters. So they actually uh, wanted to do well in this game because with uh, a, two wins, they would have moved up to the sixth seed and avoid the Clippers in the first round. So that's why I had Luka Doncic and Chris Daps Porzingis in the playbook because I knew that they were going to play hard. And I did have Portland minus two and a half as one of my best bets. But I was kind of nervous about that. You know, obviously I've been riding Portland and rooting for them. But I knew Dallas was going to play very well in this game. And I wanted to take the over 240. But that's such a high number. Of course, they went past it because neither team plays defense. So, uh, you know, Damian Lillard talks a big game, but he backs it up. I mean, I said it from the beginning. I didn't understand why everyone was rooting for the Pelicans. I know Zion Williamson is a young star that they want to market, but how do you not want to have Damian Lillard in the playoffs? And I've been talking about this since March when they were in the hunt at the time. I'm like, if the NBA wants the best product for the playoffs, you need Damian Lillard in it. This team made a run last year. Lillard's not afraid to take a big shot. He had a couple of 60-point games this year already, and then against Dallas just went ham 61 points tying a career high and the second time this season he did it nine of 17 from three-point range 17 to 32 from the field and he needed to because CJ McCollum was not on his game tonight he was two of 14 and uh Carmelo Anthony stepped up too I mean no one's really talking about him Anthony's been playing really well for Portland in the bubble he had some big shots in this game 10 to 17 from the field 26 points eight rebounds two assists two steals you know, Porzingis, too. Oh, my God. I think I wasn't missing a three, man. I guess Portland got lucky. He fouled out late in this game. I mean, I felt like every time he was taking a shot from three, especially the top of key, it was going in. He was 7-9 from three-point range. He had 36 points. He's been playing great in the bubble. That time off has helped him, too. Uh, but Portland survives 134-131. And, yeah, we have a great finish here in the NBA in the Western Conference. Uh, Portland right now, they are the eighth seed. 
by a fraction of a point here. Um, they have they're 34 and 39, and the Grizzlies are 33 and 39. Uh, so remember, not everyone's going to play the same amount of games. Uh, so if Portland wins against Brooklyn on Thursday, they will be the eighth seed, uh, and we have to figure out. And I don't see how they lose to Brooklyn. I know Brooklyn. When they sat all their guys, they somehow beat Milwaukee. But I just cannot see Portland, uh, with everything to play for, losing to Brooklyn, who I guess will play their top guys. They sat Allen, Lavert, Joe Harris um, on against Orlando on Tuesday. I'm assuming they'll play their guys, but that's not a lock. So I think Portland wins, and then it's just a matter of uh, what happens with Memphis. Well, I don't Phoenix, think anything. It doesn't matter what happens with Memphis if if Portland wins. Um, then they they're in the playoffs. Memphis. No, they're not. Why no, they're are they not? not? They're not in. They're not in the playoffs. They're in the play-in game. In the play-in game. My bad. My bad. The play-in game. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If they're if they win, they're the eighth seed, which means they only have to win one game to get in the playoffs. Right. Right. Uh, right. Then we have the uh, the Grizzlies taking on the Bucks. Now, Giannis headbutted Mo Wagner tonight. So he's probably going to get suspended. I don't know if it'll be suspended in time for that game. And also the Bucs have nothing to play for. So the Bucs sat a bunch of their starters on Tuesday. Middleton, Bledsoe, uh, those guys were out. So I don't know what Milwaukee's going to do. I can't see them playing uh, their guys the whole game. And But the Grizzlies have won one game in the bubble. I mean, they are limping in badly. The Mavericks are playing the, the Suns. Now, do the Mavericks sit Luka and Porzingis with nothing to play for? I think they should. You don't want to get those guys banged up. And the Suns are on a roll right now. And the Spurs play the Jazz. And the Jazz have nothing to play for. Uh, I believe. I don't I don't think they can move up. I think they're the six. Let me just double check that. The Jazz are currently the six. Can they move? Uh, they might be able to move up past the Thunder. So I don't know if that matters to them. Um, so we'll see. But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how these teams handle it uh, for sure. That Portland getting by Dallas was the big, big victory for them. Uh, but yeah, Thursdays are interesting, and they spaced out the games too. You got the Bucks, Grizzlies at four, Mavericks, Suns at four, Spurs, Jazz six thirty, and Blazers, Nets at nine. All right, so you've completely muddled that whole thing, and and I actually how because I have no idea. Like, all right, so who who needs the win, and who needs what to happen in order they for all that need to, to all win. do? They I they all need to win. If all four teams win, what's the scenario? Blazers Grizzlies play, and the Blazers would need to beat the Grizzlies one time. Okay, so if all four teams win, now if Portland loses, Memphis loses. All right, Suns and Spurs win. Where are we at? Uh, then I believe the Suns and Spurs would be the eight nine. I think the Suns would be the eight, and the Spurs would be the nine. Which I don't want to see that, man. I don't even care. I don't care if you want to see it. I'm just I obviously don't I can't, want to see I don't that see, either. Portland's not losing to Brooklyn, man. They're just not. They're not. As crazy as this stuff has been in the bubble, they are. Damian Dude, the Lillard, Nets have been crazy in the bubble. Crazy nah. good in the bubble. Yeah. Okay. We okay, were ready. But... We were ready to take the Wizards because the Nets lost all their te- their their whole team to COVID and and, and opt outs. Right? Isn't no, that what, well, what we were doing? When Bradley Beal was going to play. Once Beal was out, I was like, oh, man, that money is flushed down the toilet. But, okay, you want to – okay, we'll look at the Nets, all right? They opened losing to the Magic. 
Uh, right? So then they beat the Wizards, who suck. They beat the Bucks somehow, who sat their starters in the second half. They got trounced by the Celtics. They beat the Kings, who suck. They beat the Clippers, who I think sat – Did they, they sat someone in that game. They didn't play everyone. But, I mean, that's a good win. I don't know how they won that game. Uh, and then they beat the Magic, who sat most of their guys, only Vucevic and Fultz play. So, yeah, the Nets are are not that are not good. All right, they, so so here we are. Then what I'm just trying to gather here is, <clears throat> if all four win, then it's Memphis, Portland in the playoff in the play-in game. If right, all and four Portland teams would only need to win one game to to want to play the Lakers. Right, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's that, all I'm saying. I'm telling you, man. <sighs> Let me just finish here. So all four win, and it's Portland-Memphis. If all four lose, all right, just uh, just entertain the thought in your mind for a moment. If all four lose, it's still Memphis and Portland in the playing game, correct? Yes. If Memphis and, and Portland win, they're both into the playing game, and that's great. If both lose, or what? okay, what happens if one loses? What happens if Memphis loses, Portland wins, Phoenix and the Spurs both win. Does Phoenix leapfrog over Memphis? Uh, they should, yeah, because that would put them... Yeah, yeah, definitely, because they'd be a full game ahead of Memphis. Okay. Right now, they both have the same record. So Phoenix would move ahead of them, and yes, and then uh, it would be Phoenix-Portland, which would be interesting because, uh, again, Phoenix is 7-0 and in the bubble, and if they would win that game, it would be 8-0, and and they're actually 7-0 and against the spread, too. What would be the worst matchup you could possibly? Is it is it Phoenix Spurs would be the worst matchup for the play in game for you? Uh, would it be like Memphis and the Spurs? It would be. It would be a fun. <laughs> I mean, both teams are playing great. It's just, I mean, look, Phoenix is a great story. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't see them challenging the Lakers. Like to me, the biggest. The biggest threat to the Lakers, without a doubt, is Portland. No question in my mind. I don't think any of the other teams beat the Lakers. I think Portland has a shot. I don't know if they will because defensively they're horrible. I don't. If Le- LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on their game, I don't think they stop them. And I think the Lakers really needed that win the other night against Denver. I know it really meant nothing, but I think they needed it for their psyche because they weren't playing well in the bubble. Anthony Davis bounced back, had a big game. Kyle Kuzma hit a big three. I think they really needed that game. As uh, crazy as it sounds, because they were two and four in the bubble going into that game. So I think they really needed it. Uh, but Portland is dangerous because when you got a guy like Damian Lillard who can take over a game and is not afraid to take a big shot, uh, that's a guy you don't want to face. And we saw it last year. Portland made a run to the Western Conference Finals. Very, very nice. Very, very cool. And very upsetting that, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, listen, in, in the next episode, in tomorrow's episode of, uh, of this, we're gonna have lines on all these games. We're gonna have uh, everything set and squared away. I'm very excited to. Uh... They're gonna be huge lines too. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, none of them are playing against a team who has anything to play for, really, for all intents yeah. and purposes. Maybe you know, you you said Utah, Oklahoma, uh, with with seeding there, and maybe they they make a, a little bit of a jump. Ah, you know, I mean, I guess it would depend. Well, let's see. I think the Thunder. Do the Thunder? I think the Thunder play on Wednesday, right? Do they? Yeah, I think Wednesday. Oh yeah, Friday. against the Heat. Yeah, they play the Heat. So I guess it would depend. So if the Thunder win, uh, maybe that doesn't mean it. What would? Uh, so if the Thunder were to win, that would put them a full game 
ahead of the Jazz. So I guess it would come down to a tiebreaker. And it does I don't know. Does do the Jazz really care whether they play Denver or Houston? I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is you, there's no home court here, so I don't know what the motivation is. Um, I don't really know what the motivation is either. I just know uh, I'm along for this ride, and it's been uh, it's been incredibly fun, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I gotta tell you, man, I'm, I'm more into I, I'm more into this than I am into into baseball right now. Maybe it's just because I'm waiting for baseball playoffs to to get going, just because I want to see you know the Yankees in that situation. Yeah, look, I think the NBA couldn't have had this gone better for the Western Conference. We knew the Eastern Conference was going to be a joke, and there was going to be no drama. But I mean, if you would have told me before bubble play start that this would be the scenario. Going into Thursday, I would have said no way. I just did. San Antonio to me was a team that was just kind of playing their young guys here down the stretch, and I didn't think they were going to make this push. And they've played really well. I mean, Popovich is a hell of a coach, uh, so they've made a nice run. They're five and two. Phoenix obviously is a huge surprise at seven and zero. Oh. Uh, we know they have some good young talent, but uh, they've gone crazy. And uh, Memphis is just absolutely folded. I mean, I know they lost Jaron Jackson, but they're one and six here. And, you know, I looked at their schedule and I, I did think that they, you know, had a chance to to lose this. But I didn't mm-hmm. think they'd have a win at this point. Portland, I liked a lot. My biggest concern for them was the schedule. And it has been a tough schedule. I mean, if you look at what Portland has done here, this has not been easy at all. I mean, they've had to grind these games out. Dude, you know what? I mean, I, I think I, I went through it somewhere like the greatest 60-game stretches in, in Major League history. Um, and there were some some real oddball things that went down. Like, you know, names that you were like, ah, how in the world did that person do what they did in that 60-game Like, it, it's crazy. So, I mean, to see, you know, somebody like Lester doing what he's doing, um, you know, I mean, again, we always say it, small sample size, small sample. That's all you got now. Whole thing. Uh, here, here, here's a good one for you. So do you know who is leading, uh, the majors in hitting right now? Qualified at bats? Um, no, I don't. Charlie Blackman. Do you know what his average is right now? Uh, is he hitting 722? 500. Is somebody going to hit 500, though, for the year? No, no. Maybe 400, though. I mean, 400 is definitely possible. Right, and it would obviously be an asterisk. There's no way you would count that. 500 after tonight's game? Yeah, three for four. They're in the bottom of the eighth. They're up 8-2, so he's probably not going to get another at-bat. He's hitting 500. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. You don't have him anywhere, do you? Blackman? No, I don't have him anywhere. He's never I had him ranked high. I just didn't take him. He never. He he always seems. He, I don't know. There's always. I, I always wasn't very at, high on him though. Either. I always yeah. I always look at somebody around there and I'm like, you know what? I mean, do I do I do I want him or oh you know, take Gleyber Torres at shortstop or second base. Well, you know. I, I don't flavor either. They kind of um, like but, go in like that area. So. So apparently Blackman said he had a tough time getting ready for the season due to fatigue as he recovered from COVID nineteen. Right. He hasn't shown. Interesting. If he didn't have COVID nineteen, maybe he's hitting seven hundred. <laughs> Damn you, COVID! We just wanted one guy to hit over. Oh my God, that would that would be hysterical. But four hundred. Right? Listen, four hundred is still really impressive over that span. No, it is. I mean, over sixty games. I mean, like you said, we've kind of seen these 
little samples in history uh, where it can happen. But yeah, I mean, considering everything that's going on, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's Coors Field. I, I still think he, a lot of those Rockies kind of get disrespected. Uh, you want to bring up the home road Smith for Trevor Story. I get it. I think he's a good player, but he definitely gets helped by Coors. But um, yeah, a lot of people will point to that. Let's see. Do we, what do we have for this year? Wait, you're sitting 438 on the road. Come on. It's not all cores. I didn't say it. <laughs> not you. I'm just saying for the for the people listening. For the people, I hear them. I, for the people I hear out them there. Cores feel. Cores feel. <laughs> He's hitting 438 on the road and 32 at bats. Coming into today, 531 at home. So that went up a tick because he was three for four. So it's very impressive. Very impressive. You know who's number two in hitting? How about that? How about how, how uh, disgusting is that? Donovan Solano. Yeah, what the hell is that all about? And he's dude? hurt. He's hurt. He didn't now? play today. Yeah, he's got some. Uh, was it a? I don't know. I I actually picked him up in the uh, TGFBI league. I don't remember if I had him active this week. I might have because um, Corey Seager was out. I know I took Seager out of my lineup. I just don't remember who I replaced him with. I think it was Solano. So of course he's hurt because I picked him up last week when he had that core series. And uh, the Giants really didn't do much in course uh, that that Dude, week. No, that that whole series was uh, was underplayed. I, I used the uh, I used the Rockies in DFS. Uh, in, like I think it was like the third. Oh, the game against Gossman. Gossman's like, actually pitched well, man. I was I was I was I texted my friend the other day. I'm like, because you know we've been you know Gossman guys uh, before, and I was like, hey man, look at Gossman's strikeout to walk ratio, and he was hitting 97. He's like. Let's not get sucked in again. <laughs> so also oh, Solano was out due to abdominal soreness. Uh, Kapler called it a precautionary measure. Okay. Which means he'll be on the injured list tomorrow. <laughs> These guys <laughs> lie so much. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Um, how badly are you getting hit with the injury bug slash COVID bug? For fantasy? Yeah. No, in, in real life. Yeah, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I shouldn't even joke like that. Uh, anyway, uh, it's been – it hasn't been awful. I don't have a lot of Cardinals, so I've been caught a break there. And I, I had Kim in a couple leagues, and I dropped him. I told you that I picked up Helsley last week for $9. I dropped him. I'm not going to wait around. Right. Uh, I don't have no Goldschmidt, no DeYoung. Uh, did, I do have Carlos Martinez in a draft champions league. But injuries, uh, yeah, I lost C.J. Crone today. I have C.J. Crone. I lost Kluber. Uh, it hasn't been terrible. I don't have like five or six guys on one team. You know, Kluber, two or three here and there. Kluber was a was a was a big loss for me. I had a I had him in a in a number of uh, so did I yeah. a number of teams. I yeah, and you know because I mean I was just the price that I was getting him at was just absolutely uh, it was insane. It was definitely insane. Um, what do you think of uh, you know what we didn't even get a chance to talk Clevenger Plesac. So both yeah, we of, did. No, no, today, yesterday. No, yesterday, but today they're both on the restricted list, and apparently right. the decision of whether or not to let them play again or or when to allow them back is up to the players. Did you hear well, about I can tell this? Tell you this: if I was a player, I'd let them back. I want to win, bro. They are like, <laughs> like apparently. Apparently the team is like really like rock solid pissed off and Francisco Lindor led the whole 
kind of led the whole charge on that that you he's know a free what, agent <laughs> like he's gonna be gone well it doesn't probably, matter yeah. it doesn't matter yeah, he's, it does. he's playing for a championship the, the the indians have a great chance at making a run they've got you know a, a fantastic team lindor's pissed off the rest of the team is actually pissed off at these guys that to their point um you know they want some sort of uh you know they, they want some sort of debt paid here because of putting in, and he mentions, he what's talks the, about what's the Frank debt to Kona. be paid. What's I, I get that, but what's the debt to be paid? I don't know. I, I have no idea, but you know what? The players feel disrespected by the two of them. And, uh, and apparently they're not just going to let it slide. Indians are handling it within themselves. Um, well, look, I, I have Clevenger. I thought I had him in way more leagues, but I have him in two and it's actually tout and labor. I took, and they're both weekly lineups. I took him out. I just got the feeling that he wasn't going to start this weekend. So I took him out. Um, I hope he pitches next week. And, you know, hopefully both guys are, don't didn't get the virus and pass it on. I understand Carrasco, leukemia, Terry Francona was just uh, dealing with some issues and is older. So I can understand why they're upset. Should uh, should Should there be a punishment? No, I think the Indians should handle it the way they see fit. The way they see fit, and how would you know? Yeah. I mean, like, how do how do you show somebody uh, that that you know that you just let the whole team down? You put everybody at risk. Like, I think they're well aware. <laughs> you know, and see, and there's there's the problem. There's the problem. Like, it's that that whole. It's more important to win the championship uh, than than to be decent to anybody else. Like I, you know, you can't look. They messed up. Gotta be. They, they messed up. I mean, they, I'm pretty sure they're aware that they they messed up. I'm sure they're aware of it also, but without any kind of reprisal, then what what the hell does it matter? What is it? What what? Why is it a lawless society here where the players can just go and do it? Oh, and they come back and they're, oh, sorry guys. Oh, all right. Great apology to Carrasco. Great apology to Francona. I mean that's 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 crap. That's garbage. And see, and here's the thing: I love you to death, but it's more important for you and your fantasy teams that to see somebody actually get punished for this kind of crap. But I asked you what you wanted to see done, and you didn't give me an answer. So I did. how do you want harsh to be suspensions? Give me them. Well, they basically are suspended. They can't play right now. Well, for for how long? I don't know. Seventy-two hours, dude. Like they—they were supposedly. So you, so you think Clevenger's pitching this weekend? No, 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 no. no, I'm not. I'm not saying that he's that. But that's part of the seventy-two hour, uh, you know. Oh wait. Quarantine. Um, Yeah, I'm actually thinking about what the hell today is. Like I lost track of what day it was. Tuesday night. Yeah. So what? One start. So you're gonna sit for a start. That's that's the punishment. I mean that's a pretty big deal in a sixty game season. We talked about Ramon Laureano; he got six games. I know. You I think can't that... believe that either? That's too soft, also. I don't think it is. Oh, I think dude. it was more on the Astros. Ah, it's a good thing you don't have kids, man. You'd be a mean dad. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta learn the rules, dude. I'm sorry. Yes, I run a tight ship. I think I think people should be punished for doing this. If you're putting other people at risk, it's that same conversation we had yesterday about. You know, just being courteous to people. And that's just, you know, not... And the worst part, I mean, Clevenger. Clevenger even more so. Like, Plesak got, you know, nailed on it and then had to, like, rent a car and drive back to 
to Cleveland. Clevenger throws him under the bus, flies home with the team, and then wait, all of wait, a sudden wait. it comes how did he, out. How did he throw Plesak under the bus? He was defending him in a team meeting. He well, said something. Reportedly... He said something about that 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 he shouldn't have been like publicly. Said something about the fact that uh, that Plesak shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been doing what he was doing. I gotta find it now. Well, now look. Dig. If it was if it was okay, say I was Plesak with in in Clevenger, I would expect Clevenger to do the same thing. Like I wouldn't be the one to out him and be like, oh well, he was with me. I wouldn't say nothing. I would just be like. All right, yeah, I was wrong, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't even say that Clevenger was with me, man. You got to defend your boys. Can't throw him on the – you can't – I wouldn't snitch on him. So if I was police, like, I wouldn't be mad at Clevenger. Um, I mean, listen, it's it's whatever their relationship is. If, uh, you know, if, if Clevenger's uh, cool with saying that and doing that and, you know, police act takes that, that, you know, that hit and then it comes out. And I, listen, I just – I think it's ridiculous. I really do. I – um just not a fan i'm just not a fan i because i I'm, I'm worried that you know when we see stuff like this going on it's just gonna fuck everything up for every other sport this isn't the end of it this isn't the end of it if, if plesak and, and clevenger don't go you punished, think they're you think they're gonna stop football because of what happened with them you no, think football's no, no, gonna I'm stop just, I, I think i think it's gonna cause more problems for it i think it'll play I just think it'll be it'll cause more problems. You're gonna end up, you know what you're gonna end up with, you know, when the when the mad COVID runs through, you're gonna end up with the AAF faces the XFL for NFL games. That's what you're looking at. You're gonna look at gross, disgusting play. It it has not, but I mean, Clevenger Plesek has nothing to do with the NFL. If the NFL guys are gonna go out and do crazy things, it, they're not gonna. It has nothing to do with baseball. Yes, but That's going to be on them. You know, sports need to show. They need to set a precedent for NFL. NFL needs to learn from what's going on in MLB. So then if that's the, the case, then if that's the case, then it's a good thing this happened because now the NFL players will see, oh, wow, they're not really playing around. We can't risk it. Look, they got caught. What if we get caught? You know what? It's not worth it. Let's just do what we have to do for these four months to make sure we get the season in. It's actually a good thing. If like if nothing happened and there were no problems, that's even worse because then they'd be like, oh, look, see, they got through the season. No one got caught going out. There were no cases. Ah, it's not a big deal. We can go out. So it's actually – we don't want it to happen, but if you're talking about other sports learning, it's actually a good thing. And that's why you're hearing rumors. Baseball has seen how well the bubble has gone. They're talking about do, using a bubble for the postseason. Yeah. Oh, I know. I think that that's a that's a fantastic idea. We were talking about it on uh, on the alarm show today. You do, you can set it all up. You know, you you do uh, <clears throat> you know you find major league stadiums that are close by. You can do the L.A. area, New York. You can do well. You can do both, and that's what Jim was suggesting. He said he said you you do New York, and you know because you've got Yankee Stadium and you've got. Um, City you know, Field. Shea Stadium, Shea Stadium. How about that? City Field. I, I still love Shea Stadium. Oh, I love yeah. Shea I, you it know, was a, it was a dumb play. That thing sure, was Sure, but you know what? The Jets played at Shea, so it's always got like a little, little space in my heart. My first Jet game was at Shea Stadium. Nice. So, um, you know, but yeah, talk about doing it over there. Not even just, you know, those two stadiums right there. And you could run. I mean, listen, you could play two, three games in a day. You know, you do a morning game, an afternoon game and a night game. Well, I get again. It depends how many teams are in the playoffs and where you are at that span. But yeah, I mean, you could uh, 
do it in Cali, obviously, which they might. I would L.A., think, Anaheim, weather. San yeah. Diego, 100 percent right there. Yeah, because the weather. I mean, New York, you know, October is kind of dicey. But, you know, Yankees have been in the playoffs and you play in October, you just deal with it. But ideally, they probably do want to do it in warm weather. But, yeah, they can get it done. Sure, 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 sure. I would love it. I, nothing would make me happier. Then I would, I just, you know, I guess, I guess I just have this like sense of uneasiness about the sports. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe, maybe this is like something for the, the therapist's office. You know, am I like, you know, am I just worked up and anxious because I, you know, I fear the outbreak within the league and, and then it shuts it down. Maybe that's what it is, Adam. Oh man. I think I just had a breakthrough right here on the pod. <laughs> Well, look, if they're the Cardinals have played five games and the sport's going on. So we had the Marlins miss a ton of games. So it doesn't appear like the sport's going to shut down. I would be a terrible dad, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah terrible, man. <laughs> You'd be so mean to the kids, man. You're punished for a month. What? All I did was sneak out the house to get to meet a girl. Doesn't matter. You broke the rules. Oh, there you go. No, no, no. You, you broke the rules. You probably got her pregnant, too. I don't have to deal with that. Come well, on. Well, that's your fault because you didn't teach him how to pull oh, out properly. God, see again that this conversation just makes me want to call the doctor <laughs> and just be like just vasectomy. Hello, one eight eight vasectomy, please. Yeah, see, I'd probably be the uh, the dad who's a friend, you know, and be like, you know, the mom's like, you can't go anywhere, and I'd be like, don't worry, son, I got you. I'll well, cover. See, for you. there go you out. go, and that's the problem. Then you got a bunch of kids just running around. All undisciplined. Well, because my, my dad's real cool and he helps me out when I need it. Exactly, man. Oh. I'll just tell him, like, hey, as long as you, uh, whatever girl you're seeing, hook me up with her mom. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the criteria. Take, take pictures of her mom and send them to me. I'll let you know if I'm interested. God. Oh, my God. Got to well, use kids to your advantage, man. Listen, now, now I'm pretty psyched that you haven't procreated yet. <laughs> now like i'm hearing this right now because listen because because you know all of a sudden the kids would end up meeting uncle howard and uncle howard don't take no shit from no kids uh-uh no, i would have i would have bring them kids around you i know how you are you lose patience after two minutes man no actually you know what's really funny is i'm actually phenomenal with kids just as long as right, i know that i can to... get i can give them back right. at the end of the day yeah, yeah there are some people like that i am um, yeah i'm just i'm I, listen uh, we used to do sleepovers with uh, with my niece and nephew. You know, my, my nephew, when he was like six years old, he'd stay at, you know, at, at our place in the city on like Friday night. And then we'd spend Saturday with him and then he'd sleep over on Saturday night, too. And his parents would pick him up on uh, on Sunday. I'm telling you, by like midday on Saturday, I was like, I'm going to kill this kid. I swear, I'm going to choke the life out of this poor young child because he's driving me up a wall. But, you know, you ask him who's the best uncle ever in the world. Uncle Howard, man. Uncle Howard. That's what you got to do, man. For what, though? Like, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm worried about being, like, you know, old and being put in a home or anything like that. Like, that doesn't bother me. Like, that's why that's why people have kids. People have kids so that somebody's going to take care of them when they're in their old age. Uh, well, people have kids for different reasons. I don't know if that's... I mean, that could be one. I don't think it's the main one. People really? like... People like having families, man. That's the big thing I hear for women. Oh, I want to have a family, this and that, you know? So, and I think it's also just ingrained in the culture. Like, people are brought up like, oh, you get married, you have kids. And I'm like, wait a second. Why do we have to do this? It's not for everyone. 
That's the brainwashing going from generation no, to generation. No doubt about it. Like, and I know women like, you know, 38, 39, 40 with no kids and they feel like their life is worthless. Like, oh, I can't. But I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that doesn't define you. But there are a lot of people where that's extremely important to them. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I mean, listen, I, I, I get it. But, you know, my, you know to, to my case in point, um, fa- my, my family is not bound by blood. Like, you know, I, I know I know my parents. I know my brother. I know my sister. Um, you know, and that's just that that's, you know, my relationship with them is the way it is. Uh, my family is, you know, is, is made up of a whole mess of other people uh, who have no relation to me whatsoever. Like I've just that's how I am. You know, those are my brothers and my sisters. And I don't need any nieces and nephews and uncles and cousins and blah, 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 blah. I don't need any of that um, because of the other the rest of the people in my life. That's my family. Right. And I, I agree with that. It doesn't always have to be blood, but, you know, people are kind of taught that's, oh, this is how it is, blah, blah, blah. So. Oh, so why do you want a little midget thing running around? If you want, you can oh build my. a family of just adults and not have the kids and the whining and the crying. And forget about the fact that when they're little, they're like these bacteria bags that get you sick all the time. That's another thing. I've never, I was, I, I was, you know, rock solid. I never used to get sick. And then all of a sudden, a friend of mine started bringing her kid around. Oh, kid wants to like say something to me. So he coughs in my face. Why do I feel like every time we do this podcast, Diaz from the Rockies is driving me crazy? Oh, wow. What's the matter? Uh, he's uh, given up two runs now. It's oh, now eight yeah, to seven. Oh, First I'm and so third glad and I two out. I'm so glad I didn't get him this. Oh, uh, man. Are they taking him out? Week. They're taking him out, man. Taking him out? Who's next man up? Well, it was. I don't know if Estevez came into the game yet. I mean, Estevez, he was the guy. Oh, uh, man. This sucks. So Bob Black walks out to the mound with a mask, and it's not on his face. Like, what's the point of having it? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, Estevez pitched the eight. Uh, I think it was 2-2, and the Rockies scored six in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, and then it was 8-2 going into the inning, and then uh, they brought in Deal, who gave up three runs and three hits, and they brought in Diaz, who gave up three hits, two runs, and a walk. Oh, man. So they're bringing in Daniel Bard to close. He's actually pitched extremely well this year. He's got 11 Ks in uh, seven and eight and two thirds innings, 11 Ks, no walks, 10 hits, three runs. I tell you what I'm, what I'm actually really hoping to see is I'm really hoping to see if this little trip to cores in a game like this wakes the Diamondbacks up. Like their bats have just been terrible. Yeah. Well, they were, was it, Yesterday they put in a ton of runs. I think game mm-hmm. one they were. With, uh, I think yesterday they scored a ton of runs. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Gives, yeah, they scored no, nothing twelve like yesterday it. and five game one. So yeah, they they've come alive a little bit. And now yeah. they got seven. Now they just need to carry that momentum away from it. That's that's the only thing. Like that's all you know what I always like about a nice little trip for trip to cores, is uh, is that it wakes up a lineup and I could actually use this lineup waking up. Yeah, I think that's the story tonight is closures were shaky. Uh, Bass blew a save. I know. Uh, Naris blew a save. I know. Uh, even uh, Slussler, I think he blew a save. 
Rodgers Ta- gave Taylor up two Rogers runs in a tie game. Run. It wasn't a save, but uh, that's two, you know, two of his last three appearances. He's given up runs. Uh, back to the closer madness. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. Fun stuff. Fun stuff indeed. All right, well, we're going to let these games play out. That's going to do it for us here tonight on the uh, on the old Annie Up podcast. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be neck deep in point spreads for Thursday. Very excited about this, Adam. We're going to lay some money down. We're going to have a little fun with the tail end of the NBA season. Uh, big thanks to, uh, again, Sawdust Podcast, Fantasy Alarm, uh, Shannon Blunt, who always does some lovely editing for us. Um Appreciate all you guys out there listening. Adam, any final words before we get going? Get that money. Get that money! I dig it. Beautiful. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.